Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit ChildAndFamilyResourceNetwork.org today. What's up? What's up? Welcome in GC Live. I am Wes Mitchell. He is Chris Clark. Uh, just getting a text back from Colin Taylor, who will be joining us in about five minutes. Colin has safely landed and gotten settled in in Texas. And so Colin will be joining us. All I have to say, Chris, is that I hope the technology used for Texas Wi Fi is better than their plan for getting the Longhorn Network out to a variety of people. Because I had I had planned to come on here. You know, I feel like I'm, and I'm not some tech genius, but I feel like I at least am a fairly tech-savvy person. So my entire plan was to start the show off and be like, all right, guys, here is a foolproof way to watch the three games this weekend. And... What I realized is either that I've gotten older than I thought or that it is very, very difficult to get the stupid Longhorn Network. So I've, I've determined that the University of Texas is so bad at athletics that they don't want anyone to actually watch on their network. So we'll see. For everybody who is listening, I would encourage you, go ahead, test this out before the game tonight because I've talked to a lot of people, friends of mine that won't watch the game, people on our message boards, and a lot of people are assuming because they see it pop up on Watch ESPN that they're going to have access. That's not necessarily the case. Go ahead, test it out, hit the live button, try to watch what's on there now and see if you have it because from what I can tell, first of all, I've seen this going around, oh, get ESPN+. Plus. No, do not subscribe to ESPN Plus unless you actually want to subscribe to ESPN Plus. That does not get you the Longhorn Network. And just because you have to watch ESPN app or now the ESPN app it's called, that does not automatically mean you have the Longhorn Network. It is specifically about if your TV provider, be that cable, satellite, or streaming service, whether you have Longhorn Network available and whether you have it in your package. So Hulu, you're out. YouTube TV, you're out. Some people with Spectrum, depending on where they live and what package they have, you might be in. Some people with satellite, you might be in. You're going to have to check and see. Um, so use your login on ESPN with your service and, and see if it works or not. I will say this. Sling TV plus their sports package. You have to add the extra sports package. You should be able to then use that 
log in on the ESPN app. You should be able to watch. Now, there's a caveat. Some people have said they've been able to find a three-day free trial. Um, I think if you use your Fire Stick, download Sling, go on there, supposedly it'll give you a three-day trial. I did have one person on Gamecock Central, Chris, who who said that Longhorn Network was not available in the sports package when they did the free trial. So I – that doesn't make any sense to me. Hopefully that's wrong, but that's just a warning. I don't want anyone to think that I'm giving them a definite option to watch the games tonight. So all I'm saying, trial and error before the game, or you're going to be sitting there maybe, uh, you know, maybe wanting to watch the game. Maybe you got a drink in hand. Maybe you're excited, and you click, and it's going to pop up an error message and say, you can't watch our stupid network. Well, my head hurts. And uh, that that was quite that was quite the intro to the show. No, it, it is. I don't know if it's Texas doesn't want people to watch, or maybe they're so. No, that's it. That's it. You think I said maybe they're so like you know how Texas sort of has this like we're better than everybody type of thing. Maybe that's it. Maybe they only want Texans to watch it. Now you mentioned seriously. You mentioned YouTube TV when you said that it's not included. I knew that. I actually use YouTube TV right now. Is it? Give us this clarification. Does that mean you can add it on as a pay? You can't even add on the long. You have zero access to Longhorn Network, even if you paid a million dollars for it. If you yes. want it. To. Yes, that's- you are. That's just like Braves baseball right now. Though. If you, have yeah, YouTube TV or Hulu, you can't watch Fox Sports because Sinclair Broadcasting are money hungry losers. So, yes, right. right. Sling, Sling TV with the sports package, you can't just get the orange or the blue or whatever they call their packages. You have to add the sports package. Maybe you can get a three-day free trial there and then cancel it before Sunday is over. I, so, I, I know that this has been difficult on you, Wes, and we, we the people appreciate your research. You did promise a tutorial, so I'm going to need you working on it. I don't want to – lie and say hey do this and you'll definitely be able to watch the game i can't make that promise chris but yeah. no nah, I, I, it's the longhorn network's fault there's no reason it should be like this so we do appreciate your efforts there's no doubt yeah, and the, the three-day free trial on sling tv is only if you've never even thought about getting their network before you know what i mean mm-hmm. like if you've asked like if you've if you've logged in at some point or if you've even if the thought has crossed your mind They'll be like, no, you're not a new subscriber. Um, so anyway, anyway. Hey, this show is brought to you by Clint Hammond of Mortgage Network. He is the man. He will not leave you hanging like the Longhorn Network. He will take care of you. He will answer your phone calls. He will answer your emails. ClintHammond.com, 803-771-6933. Clint is the man. If you want a house, we cannot guarantee when you get that house that you'll be able to watch the Longhorn Network inside the house. But we can promise you that you will be, you'll have a lower rate. If you refinance right now, we can promise you that you'll be taken care of by Clint Hammond. I'm fired up today, Chris. I'm in a great mood. It is a beautiful day in Columbia. Even if you can't tell, I am in a great mood, even though the Longhorn Network sucks. Um, It's a beautiful day outside, and I'm excited for this series, man, because hopefully if there's one positive thing that could ever come from everything that's happened, uh, you know, with COVID and then sports, maybe – We'll get some more matchups like this in the future because programs will see, hey, this is this is like this is fun. This is cool to give our fans something that they can at least think about watching, even if they can't actually watch it. 
Um, now, some somebody did ask me. We, we got to go out to Colin. Colin's texted me like, "Dude, shut up! I'm ready to come on." Um, but somebody asked me, "Is that something that could be negotiated in the contract in the future?" I don't know the answer to how all that works, but you would think maybe in the future, especially if enough of you complain about it, maybe you know you worked out something where it's just simulcast on Longhorn Network and SEC Network Plus, because guess what? They're all owned by ESPN, so make it happen. Make it work. All right. We're going to get Colin in here in a second. Um, what's up to everybody in the chat? Hope you all are doing well. Hope you all are in a great mood. Uh, Colin's going to be in. We'll talk. We'll maybe talk a little men's basketball, but I, I don't want to really bring down the vibe. I, I think everybody's excited about – this is the most – Chris is most excited I've seen people about Carolina baseball. Yeah. In a long time. And it, it gets me pumped up. I, I like when the fan base is pumped up. Um, big come from behind win on Wednesday. You know, I said that it it would almost not that it would lose its luster, but it would be cool if South Carolina went into this big series still undefeated. Yeah. For a while it it looked like that was not gonna be the case. That felt like just a classic letdown midweek type game on Wednesday. South Carolina found a way, helped out a little bit by Simon Graff, the Citadel pitcher, who got a little too jazzed up coming off the mound. Um, that was an issue. Pumped up the Gamecock dugout. And then South Carolina, as I feel like you could just feel it out in the ether that it was about to happen. You do that. You show up the other dugout. You know, far be it for me to say you can't be pumped up coming off the mound. But you don't have to yell at the other dugout, drop maybe what appeared to be some F-bombs at him, and sort of tug on Superman's cape. That's not a good plan when you're beating your in-state big brother um, in a sport late in the game. So, all right, we're going to go out to Colin Taylor. Colin is doing the classic in-the-car segment here. Colin – have you eaten? Have you eaten some barbecue yet? That's what I want to know. I'm in the parking lot of a Mexican restaurant at the moment, and uh, there's some tacos that are going to be waiting for me as soon as we finish this up. Is oh. it Tex-Mex? I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like what I've played so far. Have, yeah. have you already ordered the tacos, or no, you're gonna? I have not ordered the tacos yet, but tacos okay. Thing to me. <laughs> Yeah, we don't have to go that fast, but yeah, tacos are soon. Soon after this, we're going to be devouring some, hopefully, good Texas Tex-Mex food. Okay, because I was about to be like, okay, we can't, we can't <laughs> let Colin's tacos get cold, man. That would be just mean. Um, how how is Texas treating you so far? And is this your first time in Texas? This is my first time in Austin, uh, for sure. Been a couple times to College Station. Uh, so far, so good. Touchdown about. Um, probably about an hour ago and got Texas food and getting ready to thing up and got about six hours first pitch and um, should be, I mean, a- absolutely amazing series. And I'm excited to, to be here and get Colin, re- ready to get to the Texas series. But before you came on, prompted by some of the comments, I think Wes was talking about the Citadel game, right? We don't need to really dwell on that one. We watched it unless you have some follow-ups, Wes. But I did want to hit on – the pitcher situation, the the big controversy. 
Give us the play-by-play. What what exactly like happened? What did you see there? Because a lot of people, myself included, only sort of saw the social clip of the ground out coming off the coming out. But what did you see there, and, and how did South Carolina react aside from putting up a bunch of runs summarily? Yeah. Um, so Andrew Eister hits a ball that there's first of all the pitcher walked two guys before that, so he had walked two guys in the inning. Uh, Andrew Eister hits a ball that. Kingston thought was foul, um, grounds out to the pitcher. You see the social media reaction, the, the guy going absolutely viral, screaming obscenities into the South Carolina dugout, going just absolutely ballistic. And um, it was more of a dumbfoundedness from South Carolina's dugout. Like, yeah, big moment of the game, but dude, it's the, it's the seventh inning. Like, what are we doing here, man? And uh, you saw what happened soon after. They go out and pitch a clean seventh, and all of a sudden – Boom, boom, boom. It's 11 to 6, and they didn't look back. But fun moment, I think, for everyone. You could almost, I don't know. I, I just had a gut feeling after that happened. I was like, South Carolina's going to win this game. You don't, you do not tempt the baseball gods like that. Um, I had a feeling something stupid was going to happen on the Citadel side and, and that it would end up going Carolina's way. So they, they roll into this series, obviously undefeated. Obviously, Colin, some things South Carolina, frankly, still you know still going to have to work on and improve on and um, sharpen up on. Um, competition gets a little bit greater here. But um, what's the vibe been like? Obviously, there's not a lot of in-person stuff still, but you've done the Zoom previews this week. Um, I saw South Carolina had the, the Wes Clark and Brady Allen show on their Instagram this week. Um, just from our perspective, this feels like a big time series. Are you getting that from the players as well? I know every game is the same. It's blah blah blah. Coach speak, but how excited do you think that dugout is to to go out here and really face a team that South Carolina just has not faced in the regular season, and that is a a true traditional power? Yeah, I mean they're excited. I mean this is everybody that I've talked to. Everyone, it's this is why you come to South Carolina. This is you come here to play in big time series against these kinds of programs, whether that's in non-conference play, whether that's in the postseason or the college world series. This is why you want to play at South Carolina in the SEC. I mean, they're they're excited. I'm excited. Uh, the fan base is excited. This feels like we're getting ready to go watch a super regional almost. I mean, it's insane just how. The fanfare around it. We're in week four of the season, and it's just it's it's so exciting to see, and and it's frankly something I haven't seen in South Carolina because they just don't. They've never had non-conference outside of Clemson. Never had a non-conference series quite like this one. Tell us, uh, Colin, a little bit about the the pitching matchup starting with tonight. But if you can just run down the the whole sort of weekend matchup there. Obviously, tonight is the I guess the marquee yeah. with with Thomas Farr. Um, and then the projected first-round pick from Texas and Tide Madden, who struck out 14 last week against Houston. T- tell us a little bit about those guys and sort of break that down, those matchups. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about the Saturday-Sunday guys for te- Saturday and Sunday guys for Texas. Um, they're good. They're good pitchers. Um, don't like to give up a lot of extra base hits. They strike out a bunch of guys. And uh, But tonight's, tonight's the, the, the big one. You have Ty Madden, who's – Started the season so well. I mean, a legitimate first-round prospect. Fastball into the mid to upper 90s against Thomas Farr, who um, is widely thought 
one of the better arms in the SEC. Um, a guy that has a chance to play his way into the early top five rounds of the MLB draft. Um, another guy that's going to ratchet his fastball up and guys that love to just get after and compete. I mean, they're, they have talent, but these are just two dudes that love to compete and just get after it. And that's what I'm excited to see is which, which one of these guys blinks first. Um, and it, it, it's setting up to be a really good one tonight. You, I hope it stays that way and changes that. Or if you know, uh, one team hits, knocks the other guy around, but I'm really excited to see this group because it's two just power, you know, fireball pitchers with good stuff outside of that that are just going to go out there and compete, you know, inning after inning. And, and that's just, that excites me as a college baseball fan. You know, speaking of that, uh, Colin, you know, you being a college baseball fan, I, I thought all things considered, even with the measures that are in place, I thought the atmosphere on Wednesday was outstanding. I thought the atmosphere in the two South Carolina Clemson games were were really good considering everything that was in place. I, I know that Texas as a state um, is about as open of a state as there is, uh, you know, in, in the United States right now. What is the word there? Has the University of Texas quickly followed suit or are they still a little more reserved? What do you expect from the atmosphere today when you throw in the fact um, of, of whatever their measures are currently as far as COVID and the University of Texas? Yeah, uh, I believe there's still some attendance limitations in place. Uh, I believe the city of Austin still has a mask mandate, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it won't be the capacity crowd that it would have been if this was a normal year, but I'm still expecting this is a fan base. Texas is fan base, loves baseball. Uh, they're going to be there. They understand what this rivalry is, and it feels like a rivalry almost. Um, they understand these two programs mean and, and just the, the level of, I guess, reverence that they, they hold, the, the stature they hold in college baseball. So I'm expecting a pretty raucous atmosphere, and even though it's not going to be a, a 100% capacity crowd. Colin, one, one offensive storyline for the Gamecocks I wanted you to hit on was, you know, Wes Clark obviously has cooled down some, which you, you had to anticipate that. He was on pace for, I can't remember the stat you put out, 60 home runs, 80 home runs, something like that. At one point, we knew that wouldn't, that wouldn't hold. Um, but at one point, I think during the Citadel game, two for his last 15 or something like that, um, what, what have you seen from Wes Clark? Is it just maybe facing a, a particular kind of pitching? Is it just typical cooling down from a super, super sizzling hot start? What have you seen? And can he, can he get back on track? Is this more of his speed with some of these power arms coming up? Yeah, I think more of his speed. Uh, I think it's just a combination of everything. You know, law of averages kicks in in baseball at some point. Uh, guys tend to cool off after starting the year. I mean, the way Wes Clark did. Uh, pitchers are pitching to him a little differently now that they've got a scouting report on him, so it's up to him to adjust. And he's he's mentioned working on that. Uh, he's trying some new things out of the plate. He had the the advantage of being able to do that against a Mercer or you know a Citadel or you know, against the Citadel. So he's testing a few things out. Power. I mean, going up against power arms probably more his speed. I mean, dude loves to hunt fastballs. So Ty Madden's going to throw him um, tonight, especially. So. Yeah, I, I think it's a, a thing of everything, and it's now it's up to West to adjust and make sure that pitchers can't pitch him one way. They gotta, you know, they have to throw strikes to him. You know, keeping it right there, Colin. Um, as you sort of have looked at these two teams, have looked at this series, um, 
you know, sort of broken it down. I know you've got a, by the way, there's a preview on GamecockCentral.com if you are a subscriber. Or if you're not a subscriber, you can actually go check that out on our front page right now. Also has been emailed out to our mailing list this morning as well. But, Colin, you had some scouting Texas stuff in here. You had an injury update in here. You had some other thoughts. Um, Give us some thoughts on the actual matchup in the terms of some keys for you. You know, what are the keys for South Carolina? What are the keys for Texas? Um, As in, like, hey, if if these three things happen, it's probably going to swing this series one way or the other. Yeah, if these are two teams that love to get after it on the mound. I mean, these are two really good pitching staffs. So it's just going to be a matter of which group of hitters can capitalize on the mistakes the most. Um, that's the biggest thing is if it, you know, it, if you're a hitter and you come up with a guy on third, can you get a ball to the outfield to score? Um, runs are going to, I think runs are going to be at a premium. And then it's just a matter of can you get runs when you need them? Can you get a big-time hit late in in games? And South Carolina's proven that this year. So um, that's a big one. And then if if South Carolina starters can go deep and not walk guys, then I think the Gamecocks have a pretty good chance of going out of there with with at least two out of three. Colin, one more from me, man, So uh, because I know the tacos are calling your name inside. Uh, A quick Sort of a double parter. Uh, Beham GC asks, "Does Joe Satterfield get the start tonight? He's been on fire." And then also, I want to loop that into my question, and, and it is pulling from the piece that Wes mentioned earlier, and that is, tell us a little bit about some of the possible hitting moves, some of the platooning that we may see this weekend, based on you know lefty righty matchups of pitchers. Yeah, um, it's going to depend on Heinrich's injury. I think Satterfield gets the start tonight. He's earned it just the way he swung the bat over the last couple games. Um, platooning, you might see West Park get catcher just in, you know, but if they want to give Colin Burgess a day off, but you know, my guess is Colin, Colin Burgess is going to start there. And uh, the real question is, is, you know, who do they put in left field? Um, who do they kind of, how do they structure their outfield? Just, you know, Josiah Seitler's a lefty bat that's been swinging it pretty well. And you could put, you know, Raylan Wimmer at second if you wanted to, Satterfield at third if you want to take Malone out, Brennan Malone out, who's struggled a little bit, but um, and then move Allen to center and Seitler to you know, left. That way you get some left-handedness into your lineup, and obviously Satterfield's a switch hitter. So those are the things that I'm looking for tonight, and um, it, it's going to be exciting. It, it's I'm very excited to see what this group of hitters can do against Madden and the rest of that Texas pitching staff. Yeah, and I, I was kind of going to go the same direction with that, Colin. Um, do you sort of see this being a lineup that at certain spots is going to constantly just sort of depend on matchups and who's playing the best? I, I mean, I, I think we've started to see some depth. We knew there was pitching depth, but I think we've seen some depth in other spots uh, on, on this team. And, dude, I mean, I, I look at Satterfield, and this guy to me is probably one of those dudes that comes around and probably isn't the most talked about prospect probably doesn't even have the best tools but you just look at him you're like man if South Carolina goes deep this year that guy is probably going to have something to do with it because he can play so many spots he just finds a way to get on base he has good at bats and you know you sort of throw him in the mix with uh like you said you got a guy like Brennan Malone who I've always heard is like extremely talented um you know came in pretty highly regarded as a hitter He's scuffled, but showing flashes at times. And um, you're probably, I imagine, you know, Josiah Seitler looks like a different guy, I feel like, compared to when he first got here. So 
what what have you thought just about all those guys sort of at times showing exactly what they can do and what that's going to mean for this team as, as things sort of go on? And um, I'm giving you a super long question and thought here, but how the shortstop enter the mix at some point as being a spot that could see any rotation if they don't get better uh, production out of that spot at the plate? Starting with shortstop, Khalil's probably that guy until, I mean, he, he's got a decently long lease just because he's kind of earned it from a defensive side of things. But if he scuffles, if he continues to scuffle the way he is for an extended period of time, then absolutely you have to look at, at what's next to Michael Robinson's. You pro- the backup there and a little bit better of a hitter, but not as good defensively, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, Britta Malone's really talented. It's just a, a group of guys that, just do a lot of different things. It's not all power. It's not all speed. It's not all, you know, hitting for contact. It's, it's a group of guys that you look up and down the lineup and, you know, again, they're not the 27 Yankees. They're not going to go out and score 15 runs a game or average even 10, but a group of guys that if, if you need to win a game with speed, you have guys that can do that. If you need to win a game with power, they've shown they can do that too. So, um, it's a group. It's still a work in progress. I'd like to see strikeout numbers go down a little bit and um, left on base go down a little bit. They've left a lot of runners on, but you know, there's some tools there. There's some versatility there that gives this team a pretty well-rounded offense when, when everything is the way it's supposed to be. Chris, you said you're done or you got anything else, bud? I think I'm good, man. I appreciate the time, Colin. Great stuff. Yeah. Appreciate you, Colin. I, I, I want to throw one more thing at you, and I promise we're going to let you go and let you go eat, man. Um, so, and I, I rarely will say anything too negative just, you know, about a college kid. Um, but I'm saying this because it's following it with a, a big positive. Um, talk to me a little bit about Braylon Wimmer and his sort of upside within the, within this program as he gets more and more experience. Because um, I think the biggest compliment you can throw somebody is to say that there were times early in the game Wednesday that Wimmer looked 100% lost, like just not himself, not comfortable, some really bad at bats. But within the same game, when I see an athlete throw that aside, say, hey, everybody's had a bad stretch of game, I'm not going to let that affect my next at bat and comes up with a huge hit late in the game. To me, that says something about him as a talent, but says something about him as a competitor as yep. well. Um, what are, and, and he's a guy that's now also proved he can play the outfield, can play second base. Um, how, how how talented is this kid as far as you're, you being a guy that's followed him, you know, obviously longer than most of us, and, and what is his upside as he continues to play? Yeah, I mean, his upside's insane. I, I think his upside um, – I think it's a, a group of guys. It, it's just he's so good at a lot of different things. Um, he's Kingston's called him a five-tool player. Um, Kingston's called him a guy that they think can develop into one of the premier defenders and, and, and guys in the SEC and has shown some growing pains. I think people forget he only played in 16 games. He's 16 games into his college career at the start of the season. Um, he's young, came in as a shortstop, but with that frame and, and the ability to what we call a projectable frame in baseball that you can put some weight on and all of a sudden he turns into a really good center fielder for you that can hit for some power. And it also gives you, you know, six, 
a six four in, in the sixty yard dash, which is impressive. So um, they really like the upside, and I think he's only going to get better as he as he goes on because, like you said, I mean, he looked really bad to start that Citadel game, and then all of a sudden comes up with a huge double, tacks an early pitch in the zone, and, and just it can show you flashes of that, it, which is why he's in the lineup because they like him that much. No doubt, Colin. Appreciate it, man. Great stuff. Again, uh, tonight, 7.30, first pitch. Tomorrow, 3.30. That's a new time, by the way. Uh, so make sure to take note of that. Sunday, noon Eastern on the Longhorn Network, whether you can get it or not. Uh, again, as we said, uh, good luck finding it. But if you can't, uh, you can listen on the radio, and you can follow along with Colin on GamecockCentral.com. Colin, we, we appreciate the time. We look forward to the coverage, man. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks, All right, dude. Enjoy the tacos. Yep, appreciate it. Move. Yeah, don't eat too much. Um, that's Colin Taylor, Gamecock Baseball, um, beat writer for, for Gamecock Central and football and basketball. Does a little bit of everything. Um, you know, we were. I was going to get into a little bit of men's basketball. The season did end yesterday, but Colin seemed to be in such a good mood, and I know he wanted his tacos, and I just didn't know if I wanted to bring the mood of the show down. I, I think everybody – is pumped. Maybe at the end of the show, maybe if the chat wants to talk about that a little bit, we'll get into it. But um, it's free for all Friday. So so whatever it is, if y'all want to drive the conversation, if anybody does have any questions, go ahead and throw them in. Um, I don't know how long the show will go today, but uh, some interesting stuff, as always, from Colin Taylor. And I mean, I, I just keep going back to this thought, Chris, is that A, um, this is going to be fun. Um, and B, I was almost going to ask him one of those questions that I hate when I'm on radio shows that they ask me, um, but I, I decided against it. When they ask you a question, you have no way of actually knowing the answer to. Um, so then you just, you know what I'm talking about? And then you just oh, make yeah. something up. Um, you know, I was going to ask him, does this pave the way for a series like this to become more commonplace like is there a chance that texas and south carolina are both like man that's really cool let's make this into a every other year rivalry you know let's try to make this something that doesn't just happen um you know once in i guess ever in modern day times and during the regular season so um there's no answer to that but it would be cool chris if this became a more common thing um Granted, South Carolina plays such a tough SEC schedule anyway. Maybe you don't want to add a bunch of games you could lose. But for the fans, uh, and, you know, I think even for the, for the team, though, man, this is a chance to go ahead and see this level of pitching before you have to face it with your conference record on the line. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. And, and the players, I mean, you, you can just hear – Colin, with what he's gathered from the players and everybody around the program, they're super excited about this. And I would imagine, you know, we, we aren't as close, obviously, to the Texas situation with, with what they think about it. But I'm sure they're fired up about it, too, to be able to, you know, have the chance to measure up and, and play a team like South Carolina that's also a really good ball club from what they've shown this year. And so uh, it's a really compelling matchup. And I, th- I think, you know, you, you see this in other sports, too. I mean, football, Wes, which is what we – cover much more on a day-to-day basis, we get questions all the time about, hey, when is South Carolina going to play, you know, such and such marquee out-of-conference opponent? You know, whether it's a, you know, a Texas, for instance, in football or, you know, maybe an Oklahoma or somebody like that. 
And I, I think it's, it's similar to what you said on baseball is, yeah, that is cool. Now there's fewer games in football. So if you're thinking about, oh, are you going to, you know, are you playing some marquee team that's really good? You take an L, that's one of your 12 games, you know, during the regular season. So it's a little different baseball, obviously, but with football, you factor in SEC schedule in football and then whatever you've got in the non-conference already, which, by the way, always includes Clemson every year for South Carolina. And that traditionally has been a tough game as of late. So, um, yeah, I, I think it is a neat idea. You're right. Probably can't answer the question, but it is something cool to think about. And I, I personally think it would be a pretty cool thing to see more big time out of conference matchups like this, just to change it up. <laughs> Beham says um, a word I will not say. We play Vanderbilt, Arkansas, the Braves, Mississippi, etc. Every year. Um, well, and again, you won't if if Carolina played the Braves, none of us will be able to watch it because Fox Sports South is not on our networks anymore. But that must be why I missed their series with the Braves. But um, no. Yeah, I, I would love to see, again, is it something where you just rotate a different power team on? Is it something, you know, like like Dawn Staley and, and the women's basketball program where they've gotten UConn, where this has been a thing that's happened very often now. You, you know, you switch them off, go home and home. Do you do something like that with Texas? To me, that that would be fun. Does, does it lose some of its luster over time? You know, right now it's new because South it has not happened before. Yeah. Um, would it lose its luster? I, I don't know, but I, I think it'd be fun. For one, it'd be fun to make, if you're South Carolina, to make Texas return the trip out here. You know, South Carolina's going out there right now. It'd be fun to, to see them come out and um, and do that. Uh, all right, so Clay wants to know, I guess we will talk a little basketball, or at least answer the question. Clay wants to know, where are the odds South Carolina and Frank Martin part ways this weekend? If they do part ways, what coaches would you expect to be on the list for Tanner to interview? Um, I'm, I'm reading the question, Clay, even though, cause I didn't want to just ignore it, even though I don't know if there's an answer to it yet. Um, especially the second part, you know, I, I, I tend to think, um, it's hard to say if something were to happen, who then South Carolina would turn around and pursue. It's too early to know that, um, I tend to also think there are a lot of different little things at play here when it comes to Frank Martin and his future. Um, I would not expect, you know, I think this is obvious, but it needs to be said. Um, You know, Frank Martin only has two years left on his contract. Generally, coaches want to be extended at that point Um, because they want four years most of the time to be on their contract. Well, there's not going to be an extension. I think it's just common sense. There's not going to be an extension to Frank Martin at this point. So what happens next? We, you know, we've all seen and heard the rumors about other schools being interested in Frank Martin. Um, is there a scenario here where both sides just part ways and Frank Martin goes to another school? Frank Martin has obviously publicly said, I want to be at South Carolina if they want me here. Um, so, to try to answer your question, Clay, I don't I don't think there's going to be a Friday afternoon release tonight saying, you know, or this afternoon saying South Carolina and Frank Martin have parted ways. I, I don't anticipate that right now. But could this thing go any number of ways? Um, I think absolutely. I, I just don't know if anybody knows because there are so many different 
variables at play here, um, you know, what, what way it will go. South Carolina, obviously, if they were to entertain just straight up moving on, you're talking about a $6 million plus buyout. Um, that's a big number in 2021 COVID year when you've already bought out your head football coach. So we'll see. Obviously, best case scenario for all sides, Chris, is that they can come to an agreement uh, where everybody agrees about the best move moving forward. Um because you have it's it's a complicated situation, man. Obviously, this season has not gone the way anybody over there wanted it to, the way any Carolina fan has wanted it to. Um, and then the question becomes: Can you know? Can it be fixed? Can you know? Is there a light at the end of the tunnel, or is it one of those situations where you know Steve Spurrier even always said once you kind of get to a decade at a place, Frank Martin's been at South Carolina nine years. Um, once you get to a decade, sometimes, you know, you, you sort of just have to restart. And uh, I don't know if we're at that point yet, but we will certainly see. We'll certainly be tracking it on GamecockCentral.com and here on GC Live. Um, but it's, uh, you know, you I also I kind of look, man, I, I still tend to think I don't know of a coach who has had more bad luck than Frank Martin in his time at South Carolina. Um so, I don't know. We'll see. The, the next maybe week or so will, will possibly give us some more clarity on all this. Yeah, and, and I think you nailed it. So many factors. A lot of people are asking us here um, on the website. We've had several. I, I've gotten a gun to your head, what happens question. I've gotten a percentage question that I can recall. Now, you fielded a bunch of questions about it, Wes. And it's just, I mean, not dodging the question, not trying to hedge bets. We just don't know. I mean, we got, for instance, to, you know, to sort of draw a comparison here or a contrast, rather, when we got to the end of the Will Muschamp era, like we knew what was going to happen, right? It, it was more about when at one point, and we're not there yet with this. There's not a, an entirely clear direction because there's so many different factors pulling, whether it's, it's financial considerations, it's coaching carousel, it's roster, it's can it turn around, will it, when – I mean, there are so many different things there that it's really difficult to tell. And so, like you said, man, today don't anticipate hearing anything on that unless there's some some surprise that pops up, which I guess is always possible. But we don't anticipate that. But it's it's not an easy situation. It's a very difficult situation. Like you said, there's not an appetite for a buyout because of the financial position of the athletic department and the university. Uh, you know, it's not going to be a completely normal fiscal year this year either. We don't really know what it's going to look like. So just just a lot of unknowns there. So we'll we'll stay on top of it and, and see which direction it goes, but we just don't know yet. Uh, let's see. Let's try to hit a couple more questions, maybe comments. Um, Hope, what's up? Uh, what's up to everybody in the chat? Is this the Hope that is a big Gamecock fan on Twitter as well? I can't think of what your um, – what your – thing is on there but if it is hope i gotta say you've really been pushing that 107.5 youtube trying to get everybody to subscribe to it a lot and i'm just not feeling the love for the gamecock central youtube so hope usc one just, just saying yeah. maybe you can help us out getting people to subscribe to youtube.com slash gamecock central as well 
Um, let's see, Gamecock Russ, uh, what's up, man? Uh, by the way, speaking of uh, Gamecock Russ, put your new YouTube in the chat. I saw that on Twitter. Everybody can go subscribe to Gamecock Russ on YouTube as well. Uh, Patrick says, I don't think they should get rid of Martin. This year did suck, but I think he can fix it. And then uh, Mark Smith. Mark is a, a big Gamecock Central subscriber. He's actually come out to some of our Gamecock Central kickoff parties before at uh, Carolina L House. He wants to hear about some big uglies. Chris, what can you tell them about some O-line and some D-line that South Carolina is chasing? Well, Mark is in great fortune today because we rolled a piece for subscribers. Great like- fortune. <laughs> on, on our front page of GamecockCentral.com. So, Mark, check that out, too, for a little bit more. I'm like the, the speaker who, like, answers a question, but then he answers it by saying to go buy my, go buy my yeah. book, and it'll tell you. No, but, but seriously, I will drop. Just this afternoon, South Carolina offered Curtis Neal, who's a four-star defensive tackle out of uh, the Charlotte area, Huff High School. So that's certainly a guy to watch, um, 6'2", 6'3", 305, 310 pounds a guy that South Carolina really liked uh, in terms of his spring tape, because obviously we knew, we talked about this, Wes, guys from North Carolina, Virginia, some northern northern states, the mid-Atlantic states, playing some, playing some high school football now. And so you've got another evaluation tool, and South Carolina liked what they saw early this season from Curtis Neal, went ahead and offered other names in that piece uh, for Mark, but uh, Felix Hickson out of Georgia, Jamari Lyons out of Florida. There's several guys, and then in terms of offensive line, some new offers went out recently, but Ryan Brubaker from up in Pennsylvania is a, a guy that we're certainly watching heavily and, and several others. So we're, we're going to continue running down some of those names and, and things like that, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. going to be interesting into this spring and, and the summer. Hope says that she is going to push Gamecock Central now as well. Hope we appreciate that. Uh, y'all can follow Hope too, Hope USC1. Uh, go find Gamecock Russ on YouTube. It is under where'd it go? Rusty, is that Rusty Twenty Five B? I believe it is. Or just search Gamecock Russ. Um, and Jeremy Jones says he's gonna subscribe to Gamecock Central with his um, his uh, stimulus check. So I tell you what, um, since we have not been pushing this because we we don't run you know these codes at all times, but it seems like a good time to say it. Sign up today. Get your first year for $50. Use the code Gamecocks on Gamecock Central. Um, that way you will not uh, have to pay full price, Jeremy, if you come on board. It's just $50 um, for the first year. Let's see. You got any more comments, questions, concerns? Does not appear so. Um, what, what are your final thoughts for the weekend, Chris? Well, here's my thought is you've got me a little fired up about the Longhorn Network. I was nice and calm before I came on here. A little fired up, uh, admittedly during the show, partially because I'm worried about it now, partially because I wanted to see if I could pass on some information. I have also been digging here and there for Longhorn Network info. It's a bad situation, man. It's really bad. It, it was what I was telling you. I know, I know, I know. But part of me, did, I, I mean, I believed you, but I was like, well, maybe Wes has missed something. I, I don't know. Sling TV looks like the only option. Unless you call, <laughs> unless you call, like, I'm going to get Spectrum. Because, like, Spectrum and UVerse and all these places, I don't think they have free trials. 
you can be you can call and if you want to pay like eighty dollars a month or whatever for a, for a you know spectrum or everse maybe you can get longhorn network but sling is looking like the best option wes well and so, see this, are you on, this spectrum are you, is your setup is it ready to go no no i mean the the spectrum even like it's probably like the spectrum five hundred dollar a month package like i don't think it's on there just the regular thing you know yeah like yeah so so all right so it's the end of the show so if if you're expecting more actual insight or you know entertaining stuff you can go ahead and just cut the show off because there's no more coming well that's we're just hanging yeah we're just hanging out (laughs) do what chris yeah your your takes on this are entertaining so i think there will be more entertainment (laughs) <laughs> okay, so Hope and Wesley Hodge say that Spectrum carries it, and they added it this morning. Okay, um, Wesley, how much did they charge you to add it? That is what I want to know. Okay, twelve twelve dollars. So four dollars a game. Not not bad. And you could share your login with us, and we could all use it on. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but um, so. Apparently, originally, I looked at the fine print on Sling TV. Sling TV is how you get to it. And at the bottom, it has this. Um, and see, JEE says there's a list of providers that offer Longhorn Network. Yes, but the problem is most people here don't have those providers, or they don't have the package with those providers. Um, so let's see. And yeah, Jay, we yeah, we, we're on that. Sling TV, orange, then you add the sports extra. Um, if you look at the bottom of Sling TV, their main webpage, it says there is a seven-day free trial for new subscribers. Um, even though if you like look on the the big print, it's not something they are even advertising. Well, I went to sign up, right, because I was going to test all this out so I could turn around and say, hey, this is the easiest way to do it. When I went to sign up, it literally would not go through. Like it said that I would be charged on March 19th, which is seven days from now. I was like, oh, that that makes sense. Well, um, so then I, I'm like, well, why, what is going on here? It was almost like they did away with the seven-day free trial today because then, <laughs> yeah it, it's the longhorn network like they they don't want people to watch i'm starting to wonder if it exists so um then literally i tried to hit subscribe it wouldn't work so i go back in and try to subscribe and it's changed the date for the first charge march 12th um which is today obviously um, then I got another thing. So the guys at JB and Goldwater, they tagged me in something. Y'all hold on a second. If you are a, what am I on? What do I use? A fire stick. If you use a fire stick or you have a Samsung smart TV or an LG smart TV or windows 10, which I think most everybody that doesn't have Apple probably has windows 10. Um, and download the Sling app. 
you automatically get three days. So that's my I, I pulled up the Sling app on my Fire Stick and it did say three day free trial. Now the warning I'm giving to people is that I I because I already tried to sign up earlier, I'm wondering when I put that user when I put that email in, is it gonna be like, oh, you're not a new subscriber? So it's got you've got to make sure you've never used that login on Sling at any point in the history of life. And then you might be able to get a three-day free trial with the Sling app. Um, but make sure you add the sports package because, again, somebody on Gamecock Central said the sports package was not working um, with the free trial. But I, I have not experienced that. You know, I'm, I may – I may just try to do this right now while we're talking. And you see. do it live, but put your well, there. Yeah. Um, but man, no, nah, I just, I do hope, we, I mean, we, we're having fun with it, goofing, goofing off. I hope people that want to see the game are, are able to find a way to get in. Cause I, I thought it was going to be very, very simple. Um, and it, it, it really has not been. And I, I assumed that, it would kind of be tied in kind of like SEC Network Plus um, where it wouldn't be this big a deal to get it. But it, it's been it's, – so Tommy says that on DirecTV he has it for six channel 677. Um, Tommy, what, what package do you have on DirecTV? That's what I wonder. Um but nah, what 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 else you got to talk? I've got a blank screen on my on my Fire Stick app right now when I hit Sling TV. So that doesn't sound great, Wes. So my suggestion was going to be, this is a little extreme. Drive to Austin. Find a flight to Austin, and if you can't get in the game, find a bar in Austin. And they may have the Longhorn Network, but we don't know if they do. They might not. Even in Austin. Well, I think Colin Taylor can give us a detailed report when he returns from Austin. Because I would think after he covers these games, Colin will need to go get more tacos and other things after the game. We'll get a full report on Longhorn Network availability in the actual city of Austin from Colin Taylor when he comes back. Now, I just looked, Wes. I don't feel great about people's chances of getting to Austin, even on a flight before the game tonight. It's not looking good. looks like a lot of the flights are tonight from Charlotte. Mm. Maybe Atlanta. You drive to Atlanta. Probably should leave now. Maybe you can hop a flight. Maybe you can catch some of the game. By the way, um, I promise we wouldn't have anything noteworthy to finish finish the show. But we actually have a little bit of something noteworthy here. There we go. Just got an email. Um, South Carolina spring practice schedule has been released. Um, as expected, they will start March 20th. Spring game set for April 24th, also as expected. Practice dates, Chris, are set for March 20th, 23rd, 25th, 27th, 29th. Then April 1st. April 6th, that's my mom's birthday. April 8th, 10th, 13th, 15th, 17th, 20th, 22nd, and, of course, 24th. Again, Garnet and Black Spring Game. 
All right, reading on air, not my strong suit here, but hang tight. Um, this is for us, Chris. Uh, members of the media will have an opportunity to watch the team stretch period and the first three periods of practice on March 20th, April 1st, April 15th, and April 17th. Um, so we will get to tell the people a little bit about what we see um, for the first time um, what in almost a year in a year yeah yep that's exciting right something that is good that's very noteworthy yeah we'll be able to still limited you know it doesn't look like unless i'm just completely skimming over it i'm looking at the release just like you reading on air it looks like we're not going to get full practices but we are going to be able to see stretch and first three periods of practice um at some of the practices looks like we're going to see four, five. Can't really count on there. Four practices. Yeah. Um, let's see. And then for people that like to watch press conferences, Shane Beamer will talk a lot. Apparently, um, March eighteenth, Thursday. That's next Thursday, one p.m. Spring practice preview, and then following practice on March twenty fifth. April 1st, April 10th, April 17th, and after the spring game. Uh, let's see, Mark Satterfield and Clayton White will speak um, Monday, March 29th, and Tuesday, April 20th. And then the other assistant coaches will be spread out and player availabilities will be spread out throughout the, uh, the practices. Also, pro timing day set for March 24th. At the indoor facility, more information will be announced at a later date. Um, so, yeah, that's that. That's cool. It's here. Um, I don't know, Chris. You got any thoughts on that, man? So, it looks like one question, and, and I apologize if you already said this, Wes, because we were both reading at the same time. Doesn't look like fans are allowed for spring practice dates, right? Correct. Just, just media, sort of limited. And I would guess, you know, here's one immediate thought I have. Will this change a little bit in preseason? Maybe it will. You'd have to think that part, at least part of the thinking, and hey, why don't you let some fans in for spring practice? You probably still got the COVID situation looming. For instance, there was a note on here that media members, you know, we're going to be outside, but we're supposed to still wear masks, et cetera, whether we're in the indoor or outside. So um, I think that's, that's probably, you know, one one reason why uh, why there's no, you know, fans available right now or fans allowed in practices right now. Yeah, and I, I will say one thing, you know, Chris and I have heard is that there is going to be a more concerted effort to let the fans or make the fans feel more connected, if that makes sense, to the program. I think that was lost a little bit under the previous staff. They are still a little bit handcuffed, or not a little bit. They are still very handcuffed by um, everything with COVID. But, you know, I think by the summer and then you get into preseason and then certainly next spring, I could see things being completely different as far as um, them being a little more open about letting people come out and maybe watch one practice at least and sort of see what the program's all about. Because I'm telling you, man, I, I – there was a certain vibe about going out there day one for practice. 
you know, here in the Spurrier area. And there was a certain excitement. Everybody, you know, kind of just got – it was like a little appetizer almost for football season. And I think that matters, and I think that was lost. Um, just getting – getting to be close to the players and, and see, you know, see a practice up close and maybe start to learn a little bit about some of the newcomers. Yeah. They can read about it. They can hear about it, but just having a chance to go out there, um, you know, reading and hearing about it doesn't match what it's like to go out there and, and see. it. Yeah. So, um, I for one hope that comes back because I think it's better for everybody. Um, I enjoy when the fan base is fired up. Our jobs are so much more fun when everybody's fired up, and um, I hope that'll be something we see, you know, with the program in the not so distant future. Um, all right, I think that's going to do it. We've run our mouths enough for this free for all uh, Friday. Appreciate y'all. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Uh, Chris, you got any big old plans this weekend, man? Well, it appears that uh, I'm going to spend the next several hours trying to somehow game the Sling TV system to be able to get the baseball games. We will be watching some of that. Other than that, we're just going to be hanging out, enjoying this weather, man. Absolutely stunning in Columbia today. So that is that is a big part of my plans for this weekend. Sweet. I um, I actually – they are not a sponsor. This is just somebody I'm going to mention – I'm going to go check out this new Savage Craft L work spot in West Columbia. Oh, man. Uh, you've heard? I've heard. heard I've heard about it. I have. I will be excited for your review, no doubt about it. Apparently, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, they've got indoor. They've got an outdoor big old area where you can go out there and spread out. Um, they've got a rooftop area that's apparently pretty cool. Um I've heard their selection right now is sort of still growing. It's kind of limited to start off their brand new facility, but um, I'm going to go check it out. So if anybody else is out there, come say what's up. And um, otherwise, everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy the game if you can watch it. If not, listen to it on 107.5 or come check out Colin Taylor's great coverage on GamecockCentral.com. For Chris, I'm Wes. I will see you all on Monday. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.